and I had a little family newspaper that I pretended to write and, and went to interview my mom and said, why are you a lawyer? And she said, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a constitutional lawyer. The difference is regular lawyers follow the laws where the constitutional lawyers make the laws. Wow. Um, so that always kind of stuck wow. with me that I have a responsibility to, to do more, uh, to help, to use your gifts, to, to help um, humanity in whatever way that you can. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Mother Hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy. But sisters, we are making it happen, even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Evan Carmichael believes in entrepreneurs. At 19, he built a biotech software company that he then sold. At 22, he was a venture capitalist helping to raise $500,000 to $15 million. He now runs EvanCarmichael.com, a website for entrepreneurs made popular by how he shows up on his YouTube channel with over 1.7 million subscribers. He breeds and bleeds entrepreneurship. He's obsessed aiming to help 1 billion entrepreneurs and change the world. He has set two world records, uses a stand-up desk, rides a Vespa, races funds for Kiva, wears five-toe shoes, and created entrepreneur trading cards. He speaks globally, but Toronto is his home. Evan is a lover. Amongst the top things that he loves is being married to his wife, Nina. He adores his son. He enjoys salsa dancing, DJing, League of Legends, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Sisters, please help me in welcoming the man of impact for season three finale, paying tribute to his own mother, by sharing some of the impact she made on him by raising him right and how that impact helped him mold the man that he is today, Evan Carmichael. Welcome everyone. We have the wonderful, amazing, spectacular master of YouTube channel, Mr. Evan Carmichael, I'm your host, Kareen Mills. Evan, thank you so much for gracing us with your time today. Thanks for love, Kareen. Good to be here. 
Yes, sir. Love everything that you do. That uh, organ organization of your t top 10 is just like a, like a punch for me every day. And you know, it's, I don't what's know how your, you do it, man. What, what's your favorite one? Steve Jobs is my number one favorite. The, the original <laughs> one, volume one? Uh-huh. All right. Cool. What is Watch it. We're, we're doing a volume three, Steve Jobs. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's going up. Yeah. 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 I like that one. I'll send it to you when it's out. Yeah, it'd be great. I'm starting to see now, um, you need to put some more women in the mix. I'm starting to see Oprah there. Oh, man. We are struggling hard, <laughs> honestly. We're, we're struggling. We're struggling to get enough. Uh, it's something I've been fighting for with my team for the mm. past year and a half. Mm. Uh, every woman we do bombs. Really? Yeah. So, uh, so the ones that the ones are Oprah always does well. Mel Robbins does well. And that's it. I wonder if you can, cause my dream mother hustler guests are, uh, Jessica Alba and, um, you know, she says some cool things too. And I don't know if she would have some top 10 content that you can organize, but I do yeah. also like, um, the so we've, done, we, we've done Jessica Alba. It's already up. Okay. three Spanish years ago. Father. Oh yeah. Um, Sarah yeah, we've done her. Okay. Yeah, um, she, what's her name? It's blanking. I'm blanking. Sarah, Sarah Blakely. Blakely. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We did her. Um, Women of Impact, um, Tom Ballou's wife. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she we haven't done one. her. Mm -hmm. I'm open. Like, we struggled. We, we did, we, we, we had one yesterday. We had a new one up. Um, who did we profile yesterday? I forget. Uh, like, every, every week, I want to have a new woman up, at least. Um, and also in our mashups. Uh, so like when we did advice from billionaires, we we're super limited because there's not that many women billionaires mm. compared to, yeah. and it's not just women. We're also looking for like diversity, right? Like if you do a billionaire series, it's mostly old white guys. Like, yeah, I know. We need to, like, <laughs> we need, can we, you know, it's okay. It's our time. This is the women time. So we're just starting to rise. You'll, you'll get there. <laughs> I love it. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the next person like when mel robbins started doing more videos on her youtube channel i was so pumped was like yes finally like yes. A, a powerful woman thought leader like stepping up and creating lots of content Love um her. part of the problem with someone like jessica albas is not a lot of new content like she doesn't have a youtube channel or she's sharing her thoughts and interviews yes. so yes. you when when she comes out and does interviews around her the honest company there's sometimes pieces you can pull but when somebody's making content like Mel Robbins, it's like so it's such a gift. Like there's so much great stuff out there where yeah. most of the guys going like they're guys. Most of the people going daily, Grant Cardone and Gary V and, and I know David and and like all the they're all guys. Like, I know. Come on, ladies. I saw Gerard Adams. I am waiting. I want Adams. the ladies to step up. Let's go. Let's yes, go. we'll get there. Well, for now, let's talk about you. Okay. Evan Carmichael, because I always love to dive deep into some thought leaders and someone that's successful in their field to understand how you were raised, what your childhood looked like, because it's, okay. it really rarely often comes up in interviews. Okay. What do you so, want to know? We want to know how your childhood was. So my childhood was, was pretty awesome. Um, 
my parents are my greatest mentors. I have a picture of them on my wall, this giant yeah. canvas of the people who are listening on the podcast, uh, where I'm eight or nine years old and my parents uh, are just standing next to me. And that's mm. what I look at every day when I walk into my office. They taught me that I was Evan Castrilli Carmichael. I could do anything that I believe that I can. Mm. And so, you know, belief comes from them. My mother in particular was a, well, is she's still alive, is a very strong woman and um, did a lot of things that, that kind of bucked the trend, I guess, for women. Um, mm. Got into politics and, uh, you know, became uh, a, a, the chair at uh, University of Toronto, which is the most prestigious university in, in our country here in Canada and had them change it from chairman to chair uh, oh. because she was the first non man to be the the chair um so she's a definitely a big inspiration uh, a lot of my drive and hustle and desire to do good comes from uh, from her in particular my dad i got like the humbleness and niceness and he's just the nicest human you're ever going to meet and my mom is the drive and, and ambition i remember being probably about eight or nine and and i had a little family newspaper that i pretended to write and and went to interview my mom and said why are you a lawyer and she said i'm not a lawyer i'm a constitutional lawyer the difference is regular lawyers follow the laws where the constitutional lawyers make the laws wow. uh, so that always kind of stuck wow. with me that i have a responsibility to to do more uh to help to use your gifts to to help um, humanity in whatever way that you can and um, I still kind of, even though I'm, I haven't followed the same path and I've, I have two sisters, I'm in the middle. I don't do the same thing that they do or my parents did, but all of us run a path to try to have our impact made. And I think a big chunk of that is because of the way that my parents raised us. Wow. Did you go to school? I went to school. I went to, uh, I went to private school growing up. I... My my family was middle class, I guess, not just kind of in the middle of middle class, I think. Uh, my parents really uh, prided education. Um, my mom has, you know, maybe multiple PhDs, at least one PhD. And so all the money they, they earned, they poured into our education. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I remember, you know, going to high school and even... Um, in earlier than that, but especially in high school, when, when your friends start getting cars and, you know, you get a Beamer or Mercedes for your birthday at 16. And, you know, we would get picked up in our, in our Chrysler falling apart car. Wow. Um, because of, you know, based on my parents prided education above all else and uh, wanted to make sure that any money that they were making was being poured into our education. Wow. Uh, so I guess we got spoiled on the education side and, and, um, anyway, so I went to school, uh, graduated, went to university of Toronto, which is, uh, it was it just expected that we go to university because education was so important in our family. Both yeah. my sisters went, I went, um, I think I have the least amount of education. <laughs> I, uh, yes, I definitely do. Yes. Of my sisters, <laughs> maybe my family. I wonder if my dad education. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, we, but we're all learning. Uh, yeah. I, I graduated university, undergrad, bachelor of commerce and finance. I didn't drop out. I had my business while I was in university. Mm -hmm. I used university to hack my education. Mm -hmm. So all of my 
all of my coursework was around my business. So, you know, if you're doing a marketing class, make up a business, like, well, I have a business. I'll, I'll use, I'll use my company as all the case studies in, in my courses. Uh, but I left after I graduated undergrad, uh, what did I have? Bachelor of Commerce and Finance, uh, major in economics. Mm. And then I just became an entrepreneur and haven't looked back where my wow. sisters both went on to higher education more than that. Um, yeah. And since then just been being an entrepreneur. Wow. So education is very important in your household. And I yeah. wonder if that comes from cultural background. Uh, I think it, I think it came from my mom coming to Canada. Mm -hmm. She came when she was young. Uh, I want to say like 11 ish. And she came because her sister had polio. And mm -hmm. at the time, the hospital in, in Toronto had the best care for polio. So it was a, it was a simple decision. We're going to leave Italy. We're going to come to Canada so that, so that our daughter can get the polio treatment that she needs. Uh, I, I don't know if my grandparents went to college university or how much they cared. Uh, I don't know where my mom's drive for education came from. She came though and, and wanted to make a name for herself and wanted to uh, not have an accent. Like she, she spent a lot of time working on not having an accent. So she speaks fluent Italian. She speaks fluent English, wow. um, but speaks like a, a native. And she, all of her friends who came over, they all still speak with an Italian accent, but it was important to her to lose it mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason. I never asked her about that, but. But to lose uh, it, but then go right back into it when she needs to. Uh, lose the accent. She doesn't, right. she doesn't, she, she's very involved in, in her community. So she's, mm. she, she still identifies as a, you know, she's Italian Canadian. Um, she did a lot of work in the Italian community here in Canada and also back home, but she didn't want to have the accent. So when she speaks English, she sounds like she was born here. And when she speaks wow. Italian, it's, she sounds like she was born there, which she was. Um, she did a lot of education, uh, became a teacher. Uh, I don't know where her drive came from, but I know that it was just expected on us to go and get an education. Mm. Uh, I probably fought it the least, to be honest. Like both my sisters were more anti, like, do we need to go to this school? Do we need to go to that university? Um, I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. Wow. <laughs> no problem. And they ended up doing more than I did in university. So that's interesting. Um, so I, I don't know where it comes from, from my mom, why she cared so much, but, but it was definitely her, her values that influenced us to be expected to go to school. Wow. You talk about a business when you have case studies at school and projects and you use your business as a pilot for that project. What business was that? So I had a biotech software company that um, I didn't start, but I joined as an owner in. And the toughest decision of my life was deciding between going to uh, typical corporate jobs that I thought I wanted and making 80 to hundred K starting salary at the banks that I thought I wanted to work at versus doing this startup and making 300 bucks a month. And I had a lot of entrepreneurial tendencies probably my whole life, but entrepreneurship, how old am I? I'm 38 now. Entrepreneurship wasn't a thing as much as it is now and yes. my parents aren't weren't entrepreneurs so i didn't there wasn't in my family who i could model hmm. even though i had a lot of 
entrepreneurial success with baseball cards and entrepreneur clubs and, you know, little ventures here and there. Uh, so I decided to, that was the toughest decision in my life of, of having to be, you know, not have to go and be, uh, take the job that everybody in my circle of friends wanted and instead struggle and, and make 300 bucks a month as an entrepreneur. And I made it harder on myself as well because I was too embarrassed to tell people that I wasn't making any money. I was too ashamed mm-hmm. of it. So I had to pick one thing a month that I can go and do because 20 bucks for pizza and beer was, uh, was a lot, you know, when you're making 300, 20 is a lot. So I had to pick one thing a month. And, and I, I'm sure if I told my friends, Hey guys, uh, you know, I, I don't have any money cause I'm trying to build my company. They would have understood, but instead I was, I would go, yeah, I'm living the entrepreneur lifestyle. I can't come out cause I'm just too busy grinding and hustling. Yeah. Uh, so I made it more difficult. I isolated myself mm. because I was embarrassed really is what mm. it was. Um, but ultimately ended up having success as an entrepreneur and, uh, I don't regret that path, but I could have made it easier for myself if I was a little more open in those days. Yeah. It's, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. And I, and I so resonate with what you're saying with sometimes they glorify the fake it till you make it slogan. And it, it really is like, why fake it? You know, just be real. And in the internet nowadays, it's like being vulnerable is, is, or like the vulnerable posts are the ones that go viral. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, uh, it really is well received by the public, but yet we have these self, um, self doubts and negative talk about our, our, our own self while we go through these massive challenge in entrepreneurship. What is your advice to someone that is 20, 21, 22 years old um, that is going to college, um, you know, sort of confused because they, they see a lot of content online and they want to be an entrepreneur and it can get confusing with all the so massive thought leaders out there to organize your thought. Yeah, I would say one, understand what your motive is going to college, university. So if you want to get a job, you kind of need to have a degree, especially mm-hmm. if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or any of the professions. You can't be a lawyer without having a law degree. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's not happening. So if that's your ambition, then great. Go to college, university. If you want to be an entrepreneur, then I see, I see college, university as a good backup plan. Mm-hmm. I think... I don't regret having gone. I don't think it was a giant waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, I thought I wanted to have a job. This opportunity came. I wasn't making it, you know, making a killing at the start. I didn't know that this was for me. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to regret having not finished my education in case I need to go back and get a job. And so if you're a hundred percent sure that you'll never want to work for anybody else and, and you have to be an entrepreneur and you've already started your business, then maybe it's not, I don't think, a, I, I don't think a university degree uh, carries as much value as it used to. Mm-hmm. Just like being an author of a book doesn't carry as much value as it used to. Uh, and so if you know a hundred percent that it's not your path, awesome. Then, then follow your heart and chase mm-hmm. your path. But if you're not sure, then it's a great backup plan. And then I would use my university education to hack my business. And so oh, wow. an example, uh, I didn't know I could do this until my last year. You could create your own course with a professor. So I approached one of my marketing professors and say, hey, can I make a course with you uh, on pricing? 
And I used the entire semester to figure out how to price my product that I was actually working on trying to sell. And he agreed to mentor me and teach me. There's no exam and there's no, no paper or anything due or given. It's really up to the professor uh, how they're going to mark you and score you. And that was an entire credit. It was awesome. Um, I would, if I, if I went back now and I was going to university, I'd look at how do I hack the alumni network and say, Hey, I'm a student at, whatever university, I know you went there too. I'm trying to build my business. You have 10 minutes for a quick meeting. Like people are really tied to their, to their school and they want to give back yeah. and help. So I would hack that hardcore. Wow. I look at the, I'd look at the media, uh, any radio station or any, any school newspaper or any school social media site to try to help give exposure for my company. Um, I didn't do those things, but like going back, that's what I would do. I did the professor mm-hmm. thing. Um, I, I was able to get market research so we sold to universities, my product, we sold to universities as one of our demographic. So I was able to go and have conversations with potential customers because it was a student research project as opposed to me going in and trying to sell them something. Um, that I've loved doing with them is eating a rainbow at every meal as much as possible. And one that's catchy for kids and they love the idea of making their plate look pretty, but the idea of getting a mixed vegetable, mixed um, fruit, so having some peppers and strawberries and last night broccoli on the plate, along with your protein, along with the couscous for the grain. So really filling that plate with a variety, but also balancing it with the proteins and the whole grains that you need. So um, I think that's really worked well. And also just making sure you eat throughout the day. I think a lot of people like to restrict. For me, I'm somebody that likes and needs to eat every few hours. So having a breakfast every morning, having a snack as well as a lunch, a snack again, and dinner to keep yourself fueled and fueled well so that you don't make it to the end of the day. And I think so many of us have experienced this where you haven't eaten enough and then suddenly that chocolate or whatever choice is in the fridge is really looking tempting because you're not, you haven't <laughs> throughout the day. So, and of course, balance is a part of it. It's not a hundred percent only healthy choices. You know, we, we had the ice cream over the weekend and mm-hmm. I'm sure you enjoy it, but yes, definitely. I would say number one, filling the plate with the rainbow and keeping the meals balanced. That's, that's awesome because it's really hard to like not having carbs or, you know, like just the restrictive diet. You know what I'm saying? I have, I have tried those in the past. And for me, it's not something I think it really goes hand in hand with my fitness philosophy. It's not extreme. I, but I feel like it needs to be something you can be consistent with and really think long-term. It's not a, a diet, it's a lifestyle. So if you're starting this, are you going to be able to maintain it weeks from now, months from now? If not, does it make the most sense? And for me, I'd like it to be more practical. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that like people tend to give up when it's really difficult, you know? So true. And even, even something with just a workout program of really being passionate about it in the beginning and then feeling like, oh, if you miss one day, you're done. So I think, again, it's realizing, no, you can, you can slide backwards and get back on there. And that happens to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your mission about um, finding the athlete in every parent. So I, I, I played soccer when I was in high school. So I'm really strong in my lower body, but I have a struggle with my upper body. Yes, um, I, that. I was a big swimmer and runner, and I always find that I favor my lower body as well. 
um, which is why I'm always trying to balance it out with pull-ups and hang workouts, all sorts of things. But as far as finding the athlete in every parent, so um, when we were living in Kyrgyzstan and we had three boys, three and under, it was a very crazy time. Every morning I would be going from room to room, getting everybody ready, my oldest for preschool and just starting the day, nursing my baby, finding a lost sippy cup, changing a diaper, you name it, the craziness in the morning. And every day I would lose my coffee along the way. And if I started saying to my youngest as I'm walking around nursing, baby, where's my coffee? And it just became like this running joke with my husband and I. And I thought, you know, that kind of, it just stuck. Because one, I didn't drink coffee until I had kids. I had a little, I never loved it. I never needed it. And then I had my first and I suddenly was like, I need to try that coffee again. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked. So I felt like one, it symbolized, you know, the need for coffee when you have a family and also the the need for a sense of humor to get through the chaos of raising a family. I mean, there's Mm. chaos. And so... Then I thought, okay, so it became BWMC Fitness, Baby Where's My Coffee Fitness. Oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah. That's what it stands for? Yes. People <laughs> are the boys' names and it's not. That's the name behind it. And so, um, and then with the mission of finding the athlete and every parent, of course, a lot of my community is not, all of them are parents. And I love that, but that the goal is that what made me start this is because of how challenging it was for me as a parent to stay active. And I'm somebody who was already very active and passionate about it and really wanting to help them. Because for me, even those little workouts have made a difference in my strength. I mean, I think the biggest thing when I started my fitness journey, I really wanted to get my body back. And I think a lot of parents feel that way. A lot of moms, they want to get back into those jeans that they're wearing. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a great motivator. But then it became, you know what? That's not enough. It's mm. great. I can fit into them now, but I want to feel stronger. I want to have more energy. And a big piece of is happiness because you think about, I want to be a happy mom for my boys. And what makes me happy? Well, giving something back to myself, making time for me. I feel better even if I just do 10 minutes of something, I instantly feel a boost. So again, going back to if it's worked for me, I want, to, I want to show other parents and say, hey, it's possible and you can feel better about what you're doing. And that kind of spreads to everything else. Once you feel better about you, you can do a better job with your family, your work, you name it. It affects everything. It really does. And just getting more patience in the day, you know, because as the day wears on, you get tired. But if you've made time for you, you can be a little more patient with bedtime. (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) I know. Even just like the simple taking a nap thing really make like gives me a boost, a 20 minute nap. I don't know if you do that practice, but I do a lot of uh, one or two naps during my day. That's fantastic. Even two, I haven't experimented with two, but my youngest still takes a nap. And so um, when he goes down, I'll usually try to get a lot of work done. And then a lot of days I'll try to take just a really quick one, even if it's just like a few minutes, like you said, I think there's so much power behind that. Mm. Wow. This has been an amazing uh, interview with you because I had not met and, and, you know, the name of the podcast is called Mother Hustler. And it goes from mother first before hustler because hustler is such a street word for working and working hard. And I think when you add mother to the mix, 
it just makes it so like so almost impossible for a lot of people to have mother as a number one priority and at the same time building a career or a business side by side motherhood and and I really I embody that and I wanted to interview people like yourself that embodies that as well because the message that I'm trying to send to women and other mothers out there is that it can be done and there's a way and there's a better way right um to raise your children instead of having your children go to daycare and yes we put them to school but it's that it's that interaction between parents after school because they say that we are their best teacher and it starts at home and i truly believe that because when i was growing up you know, my mom raised me and my grandma raised me. And although my dad was a little bit more of an absentee dad because he had his own issues to deal with, that by my mom being there and my grandma being there, we turned out pretty okay, right? And so I think it's important to raise your own children. And I know that it can be a challenge to um, think of indirectly that, you know, I need to make a lot of money so that I can provide for my kids. But then what happens if you work 16 hour days and you're not able to drop everything to go tend to your children when they're in a mess, when they have, um, even not in the mess, like when they have events at school to be able to be there for them. And I think kids really track those things, you know, they keep an eye on those things. And as much as we think as an adult, that we think that money makes them happy or or even when i mean replace ourselves with money and things and xbox and you know things we think that that's okay but it really isn't and i'm finding that myself when i let go of my insurance agency when i took over my life and i literally had to take my kids after school and put them in the back and give them an ipad which looking back i you know i didn't realize that that was not what i wanted to do to give to my kids i wanted to give them more of a richer experience with me because i everything that my mother has ever done to me i remember like a lot of details and i appreciate it Completely. I have some of the fondest memories I have, if you think about your childhood, it doesn't, for me, it's not um, an item or something that costs a lot of money. It was really the time. Like I, and funny enough, when I, I try to make these um, workouts that are family based, a lot of it, I did learn from my own family. And my father would take us out on these like practice triathlons, not a real one, but a pretend one. Let, let's go bike, let's run and then go to the pool in the neighborhood. And um, I have great memories of that. And it's just really quality time together. Mm -hmm. And probably was his way of trying to get a workout in too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, you, from, from the get-go, I think we are being taught something, whether they thought they, whether parents think they're, they don't wanna teach that because kids are like sponges that their brain just absorbs everything. So true. <laughs> you know, so before I end our podcast and our interview, I always ask these questions or this particular question to every single guest of mine. But first, before I go there, I want to congratulate you for all of your success on Instagram. Um, 
why don't you first tell the listeners or the audience where they can find you? Okay. Yes, definitely on Instagram. So it's BWMC Fitness is my tag. And then I'm also on Facebook and you can find me on YouTube. I have um, a personal channel, BWMC Fitness, but also the UFIT. So it's United Fitness Around the World with six of us women from all around the world. We've connected through Instagram and now we're bringing these real-time workouts. So I know with Instagram, what's great is they're fun to watch, but there are, a lot of times they're so quick, you can't follow along and be doing the workout at the same time. YouTube, we've tried to set that up where this is the next step. So we're going to walk you through the workout. So if you're looking for something like that, come check us out. We're going to be running a challenge very soon that's going to be really exciting with some prizes. So please come find us there. Wow, that's awesome. So you're collaborating with, uh, with these fitness are yes. they all moms? Yes, as a matter of fact, they're all moms. And um, we, um, we were all brought together because back in September, we all lost our Instagram accounts. We, um, a bun I don't know if you knew that happened, but a lot of people lost their Instagram accounts. Really? Yes, it was, it was a really hard time. And it was related to um, music. Music. So you see a lot of people oh. across the board and they they came down hard so we all connected and we got our accounts back thank goodness and now make sure to use your copyright free music <laughs> oh my gosh i did not know that so did they restore all of your posts that has happened before get your accounts back and then um it was recommended that you take down anything that didn't have um copyright free music in wow. it. wow it's interesting and it's also still interesting to watch is that so many people still are using um copyright protected music but it, it's just one of those things but we came together and we decided to do something good with that experience because it was quite a learning experience to see that happen but um, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I did not know that they could do that. I guess nobody really reads those uh, terms and conditions. <laughs> we just agree to I it. Think, I think what's hard too is you, just, you see so many people like using the music and a lot of us were actually using um, covers as well. But that, uh, that when, once you dive into that area, there's a lot to find out. So um, wow. lessons learned. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to ask this last question. So, Jennifer, at the end of all this journey, you're on your deathbed, right? Because we all get there, hopefully. Um, we don't just drop dead, right? <laughs> We're super healthy. Um, your entire life flashes right in front of you, and you've accomplished everything you've ever wanted and you've left no stones unturned you killed it in life and you have um but you have your kids right by your bedside and they ask you their last question <clears throat> and it goes like this mom what are the top three things you are proud of accomplishing as a mother not as bwmc fitness not as a entrepreneur not as a businesswoman but as a mom, what are those top three things? What would you tell your kids after they ask those questions? Mm, that's a good question. Um, let's see, what comes to mind first? Top three things as a mother. One that I followed, I, what, 
one that I followed my heart to um, dedicate so much time to focusing on raising them. And hearing that it all turned out well, because you just said that, it will have been worth it, right? Right. <laughs> that, um, they, that I focused all the time on them. And um, two other things about motherhood, that um, I made time for self-care within the demands of motherhood, that I didn't, I guess that I didn't lose sight of myself mm -hmm. within the new job of motherhood. Mm -hmm. so changing jobs, as much as that job is the hardest job I've ever had, mm -hmm. um, it, I didn't lose sight of what was still important to me because of all the demands. And for a third, that I um, was a role model mm. of the importance of valuing your health and um, helping my boys realize that no matter what challenges are going on in their lives, that to not let that fall to the side and forget that they need to take care of themselves in order to take care of their families and to take care of their priorities. Wow. Awesome. That's a hard one, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. You know, I am really enjoying my podcast because it's, it's good to be part of a tribe of moms that ha like when you say those things, it, it resonates with me, right? Because all the things that we do, all the accomplishments that we have, business, entrepreneur, after it's all said and done, we're in our deathbed, we really can't take it with us, right? And it's those things that you cannot value and it's the impact you make not only to the world, but really to your kids because they are going to be our future yes. you know hopefully people that impact the world and leave the world a better place than they found it so yes. um and i think as a mom we have a lot of responsibilities to do that we do and i think the biggest role we play is helping raise the future so yeah yeah so awesome. Wow. This is awesome. Thank you so much. So my podcast is going to be launching on Mother's Day. And it's funny because I'm just really recording a lot of these. And I'm almost to a point as like, okay, I really can't wait till Mother's Day <laughs> to put it out there because there's so much value here That's that so people need to hear it soon. But I'm trying to hold on to that launch day, Mother's Day, and I'm going to launch your episode as my episode number one, because I think... Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, because I think that what you're doing is phenomenal, and I think as a mom, we use being a mom as an excuse, and you just remove all that excuse. So again, I acknowledge your accomplishment of not using being mom as an excuse to not work out. Um, I think you have a lot to share to the world, even just with your videos and you're having fun and you have a big smile on your face while doing it. <laughs> it's so awesome. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for taking the time to be with me today. And I appreciate everything that you do. Just know that you inspire me and you're probably going to continue to inspire a lot of mom and parents in general. 
fantastic to hear. And I'm honored that you had me on. Yeah, thank you so much and have a great rest of the day. All right, you too. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right, sisters, thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day.